Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. McDonald's ice cream machine hackers say they found the smoking gun that killed their startup. Kitch, the company that tried to fix McDonald's broken ice cream machines, has unearthed a three-year-old email it says proves claims of an alleged plot to undermine their business. By Andy Greenberg. A little over three years have passed since McDonald's sent out an email to thousands of its restaurant owners around the world that abruptly cut short the future of a three-person startup called Kitsch, and with it perhaps one of McDonald's best chances for fixing its famously out-of-order ice cream machines. Until then, Kitsch has been selling McDonald's restaurant owners a popular internet-connected gadget designed to attach to their notoriously fragile and often broken soft-serve McFlurry dispensers manufactured by McDonald's equipment partner Taylor. The Kitsch device would essentially hack into the ice cream machine's internals, monitor its operations, and send diagnostic data over the internet to an owner or manager to help keep it running. But despite Kitsch's efforts to solve the Golden Arch's intractable ice cream problems, a McDonald's email in November 2020 warned its franchisees not to use Kitsch, stating that it represented a safety hazard for staff. Kitsch says its sales dried up practically overnight. Now, after years of litigation, the ice cream hacking entrepreneurs have unearthed evidence that they say shows that Taylor, the soft-serve machine maker, helped engineer McDonald's kitsch-killing email, kneecapping the startup not because of any safety concern, but in a coordinated effort to undermine a potential competitor. And Taylor's alleged order, as Kitsch now describes it, came all the way from the top. On Wednesday, Kitsch filed a newly unredacted motion for summary adjudication in its lawsuit against Taylor for alleged trade libel, tortious interference, and other claims. The new motion, which replaces a redacted version from August, refers to internal emails Taylor released in the discovery phase of the lawsuit, which were quietly unsealed over the summer. The motion focuses in particular on one email from Timothy Fitzgerald, the CEO of Taylor parent company Middleby, that appears to suggest that either Middleby or McDonald's send a communication to McDonald's franchise owners to dissuade them from using Kitch's device. Not sure if there is anything we can do to slow up the franchise community on this solution, Fitzgerald wrote on October 17, 2020. Not sure what communication from either McD or Mid can or will go out. In their legal filing, the Kitch co-founders, of course, interpret the other solution to mean their product. In fact, Fitzgerald's message was sent in an email thread that included Middleby's then-COO, David Brewer, who had wondered earlier whether Middleby could instead acquire Kitsch. 
Another Middleby executive responded to Fitzgerald on October 17th to write that Taylor and McDonald's had already met the previous day to discuss sending out a message to franchisees about McDonald's lack of support for Kitsch. But Jeremy O'Sullivan, a Kitsch co-founder, claims, and Kitsch argues in its legal motion, that Fitzgerald's email nonetheless proves Taylor's intent to hamstring a potential competitor. It's the smoking gun, O'Sullivan says of the email. He's plotting our demise. Although Fitzgerald's email doesn't actually order anyone to act against Kitsch, the company's motion argues that Taylor played a key role in what happened next. It's an ambiguous yet direct message to his underlings, argues Melissa Nelson, Kitsch's other co-founder. It's just like a mafia boss giving coded instructions to his team to whack someone. On November 2, 2020, a little over two weeks after Fitzgerald's open-ended suggestion that perhaps a communication of McDonald's or Middleby to franchisees could slow up adoption of the other solution, McDonald's sent out its email blast cautioning restaurant owners not to use Kitch's product. The email stated that the Kitch gadget allows complete access to all aspects of the equipment's controller and confidential data, meaning Taylor's and McDonald's data, not the restaurant owner's data, that it creates a potential very serious safety risk for the crew or technician attempting to clean or repair the machine, and finally, that it could cause serious human injury. The email concluded with a warning in italics and bold, McDonald's strongly recommends that you remove the Kitch device from all machines and discontinue use. Kitch has long argued that McDonald's safety warning was bogus. In its legal complaint, it noted that its devices received certification from Underwriters Laboratory, an independent product safety nonprofit, including meeting its safety standards. It also countered in the complaint any claim that a Kitch device's remote connection to an ice cream machine could result in the machine turning on while a person's hand was inside. In fact, Taylor's own manual advises unplugging the machine before servicing it and removing the door of the machine to access its rotating barrels automatically disables its motor. Kitch's legal motion now argues that Fitzgerald's email reveals that the McDonald's warning to restaurant owners was never really about safety, so much as protecting its equipment partner from a startup that might represent competition. The CEO's email essentially put into place their plan to defame us, Nelson says. She and O'Sullivan also argue that the internal email directly contradicts Fitzgerald's public statements that Middleby hadn't sought to kill Kitch. We're not in business to put other companies out of business, Fitzgerald told the New York Times earlier last year. When Wired reached out to Middleby, Taylor's parent company, for comment, a spokesperson responded in a statement disputing Kitch's interpretation of its internal emails. McDonald's decided to issue the November 2020 field brief on its own accord, not at Middleby or Taylor's direction, the statement reads. Taylor stood and continues to stand by the accuracy of statements made in the field brief. The spokesperson also notes that Taylor won an early ruling in the lawsuit against Kitch's request for a preliminary injunction, which would have prevented Taylor from developing a device that Kitch claims was copied from its product and promises an upcoming filing responding to Kitch's argument, which court documents say will happen in early 2024. At the time of McDonald's warning email to franchisees about Kitch, Taylor was developing its own internet-connected ice cream machine, what it referred to as Taylor Shake Sunday Connectivity, which McDonald's recommended in the same email. But even now, more than two years after it was promised for delivery, that device has yet to arrive in restaurants, and the publicly documented ice cream headaches at McDonald's appear to have continued. According to the website McBroken, which tracks ice cream machine downtime at McDonald's restaurants across the U.S., between 13 and 17 percent of McDonald's restaurants have had broken ice cream machines at any given time just this month. 
That percentage has recently been as high as 35% in New York City and 28% in Washington, D.C. Taylor declined to comment on any upcoming internet-connected ice cream machine model, but that long-touted solution to the problem has still not been made available to franchisees, according to one McDonald's restaurant owner who goes by the handle McFranchisee and previously used the handle McDTruth on X. But McFranchisee says that Taylor has integrated those new features into its next model, which is expected to be available in four to six months. McFranchisee has also criticized Kitsch, claiming that the startup's failure was due to its own reliability problems and an increase in its prices, not a Taylor or McDonald's conspiracy against them. Despite the email from Middleby CEO that Kitsch claims suggests dissuading franchisees from using Kitsch's product, Kitsch argues that other documents released in the lawsuit's discovery phase show McDonald's itself was also eager to stymie Kitsch from the beginning. In February 2020, Taylor President Jeremy Dobrowolski wrote in another email that McDonald's is all hot and heavy about Kitsch's growing use in restaurants. Before the company sent out its November 2nd email warning franchisees about Kitsch, Taylor and McDonald's executives had a meeting to discuss the message, and a McDonald's exec also sent a draft to Taylor for its approval. A Taylor executive wrote to others within the ice cream machine company, I am a bit in shock. They are willing to take such a strong position. When Wired reached out to McDonald's for comment on Kitsch's new argument about the smoking gun email from Taylor CEO, a spokesperson responded with a statement, McDonald's won't speculate about the intent behind this email discussion that we weren't a part of. The intent of our November 2020 communication was to bring awareness to potential safety concerns regarding the unapproved Kitsch device. In addition to its lawsuit against Taylor, Kitsch is still pursuing a bigger lawsuit against McDonald's itself, asking for $900 million in damages for what it describes in its legal complaint as McDonald's effort to drive Kitsch out of the marketplace. That lawsuit against McDonald's, if it moves forward, may soon produce more answers explaining Kitsch's legal claims that McDonald's appears to have cooperated with Taylor in telling its customers not to use Kitsch, even as many of its restaurants took a significant hit from lost ice cream sales. In the meantime, Kitsch says it plans, if necessary, to take the lawsuit against Taylor to a jury trial currently set for May. The conspiracy described in Kitsch's complaint involved folks at the highest level of leadership, not just at Taylor, but also at Middleby and at McDonald's, says Daniel Watkins, Kitsch's attorney. We're really looking forward to the opportunity to present it to an open trial. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.